Welcome again, everybody. This is Two Faces Radio, episode 6. It is June 23rd, 2009. I am your host, Ira Malkin, and my co-host over there, Brian McClenning. Say hello. What's up? What's How's it going? Up? And a very special guest in the studio this evening, uh, Jason Lefty Williams. Say hello to the world. Hey, everybody. Um, real great guitar player. Uh, we're happy to have in the studio. Also a uh, great performer all around, great singer, and a great songwriter, as, as we've heard, as we've been listening to your tunes. And also another uh, institution. Another institution? Is that the word I'm looking for? I don't know. No. Another it, fixture. Fixture is fixture. the word. I'm, fixture on the Atlanta music scene. And, oh. a, and a rare one because uh, you are born and raised in Atlanta. Correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I so grew up in uh, Marietta, just outside of Atlanta. So, I right. feel like, uh, I don't know, we're part of the whole... Uh, Transplant, Transplant society. <laughs> so, but we both. That's been right. Here. We love you guys. Right. We both been here long enough, though. We kind of feel like that's true. Well, I don't feel like a native, but no, certainly not a native. Right. But um, I feel yeah. like I feel like I can hang. You feel like you we can, can hang? hang? We can hang. We'll hang. There you go. Well, right. you let us know in the end. Right. Did we hang or did we not hang? I you think know? you're doing just fine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, for our listening audience, um, the the unique thing about Jason Williams is his. Uh, moniker is Lefty, and the reason that his moniker is Lefty is that you were born without uh, right hand and yeah. right forearm, I guess. Yeah, would you say just just below my elbow, just below your elbow. So, um, if if you want to look and see, you know what that looks like while you're playing guitar, you can definitely YouTube them while you're listening to this. If you're yeah. sitting in front of your computer, and uh, just type oh. in Lefty Williams and. Uh, it's a pretty amazing feat, and it's also uh, it's also real cool, you know. Uh, yeah, we'll have you tell about a little bit about it. But I know I, I read a little bit about it on the MySpace page, and um, and uh, it's cool out there. Don't worry, I'm not. We're, we're looking out we're the looking window. Out we're window noticing uh, some uh, flashy behavior. Things. Maybe <laughs> you never window. know. Pay no attention to the man <laughs> behind, <laughs> behind the, the curtain, there behind the glass out there. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about that, you know, because right. I know there's kind of an interesting story about how you finally figured out how to, because you started playing real young. Yeah, so. I was I was really, really little when I started playing. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. So we got a lot of uh, interesting lot to talk things about. to talk about. I just want to let you know, Ira, I don't know if you realize this. What's that? We're officially out there now. Oh, we are out we're there. We're out babe. there. And we're loving it. <laughs> <laughs> we're loving every minute of it. We are, um, this is our, I guess our first podcast where we're officially out on itunes so now hopefully people can be keeping up with us basically week to week hopefully right. well it's not just on that you know i finally let everybody know about the facebook right. page we've we've been uh we've been promoting now we've been promoting so now you'll probably start to hear us talk a little bit more um week to week hopefully about some things coming up right um uh some more current Right. Events or happenings here in Atlanta, especially, and Let's maybe just the, in the music. The show's going to be a little more interactive. A little more interactive. And, w- and we really welcome those comments. Um, speaking of comments. <clears throat> All right. Don't, don't, don't make this too long. Just <laughs> I'm not going to make it too long, but I do have to blast a certain member of my family, <laughs> namely my brother, who I talked to today. You know, listen. I'm sure everybody does this. You get your first CD, you get your first, you know, uh, show, and you have people who you know make positive comments to kind of get the ball rolling. You know, nowadays with the websites and all this stuff, you know. So my brother obliging me and us rather and the show, and being a big podcast listener himself, he decide. You know, he's been checking out the show and kind of helping us out with website stuff and logos and things. Look, he's been a big help. He's all right? been a big help, but he goes on and he gives us a nice little, you know, couple statements on review iTunes. on iTunes yeah. and gives us four out of five stars. <laughs> and I give him a call and I'm like, well, look, do you want him to be honest or do you want him to be your brother? I want him to be, I want him to be my brother. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously here, right? I know. You got to promote the family no matter, you know, no matter what you think of uh, your brother's talents, right? So... He doesn't Esteban. not. He doesn't not think that you're not doing a good job over here. Because uh, look, you know, so between me and you, I think you're doing a wonderful <laughs> job. Okay, I think you okay. deserve five stars. All right, thank you. Is, is that, that does, does that make you feel better? It does make me All feel right, a little good. better. Yeah. Well, you you're, my, you're my adoptive brother down here, so I guess <laughs> that's got to count for something. All right, now, Stephen, really, we we appreciate all the help with the logo and and uh, all your support for the podcast. By the way, but you know, go add that. In. <laughs> <laughs> go uh, go do another review do, from your wife's computer. Do and, the right thing. Right. Do the right do thing. The right That's thing. all I can say. All right. All right. So Enough let's, of this. I want to hear some music. It. Let's hear some music. Let's hear uh, Lefty play something for us. What yeah. do you got for us to start off? Um, 
This is a song called Sounds Like a Plan. It's from my first CD. Big um, Plans. Yeah, it's from Big Plans. Okay. Um, it's actually a song that I wrote when I was, uh, I don't know, probably about five or six years ago. And uh, it's, it's, it's about being a stupid kid, you know, and hanging right. out with your best friend. So I can relate to that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Spend my time creeping Sneaking around and running wild Can't ever wonder what I was thinking You and me, buddy, partners in crime Yeah, things are getting a little crazy I thank the Lord I Gotta do it before you die. Hell, yeah, we're gonna jump. We're gonna party. Have a little fun. Getting down tonight. Everybody gonna bump. Come on, rock out. Spend a little time. Make things alright. Well, that sounds like a plan. Like a plan to me. Well, that sounds like a plan. Like a plan to me. So faded Did all the light blur up inside Have all your colors become degraded Did you just turn off your light Yeah, you and I could have the best times Thank God we never lost our way I swear it all comes down to reason don't worry about living You gotta live your life today Hey, we're gonna jump We're gonna party Have a little fun Getting out tonight Everybody gonna bump Come on, rock out Spend a little time Making things alright well, That sounds like a plan Like a plan to me well, That sounds like a plan like a plan to me That sounds like a plan Like a plan to me That sounds like a plan As far as I can see Alright, wow Thank you Digging it <laughs> That's a cool tune, man That's a good Thank tune Thank you very much That's a great tune I'll tell you, that's a hard kind of tune to pull off You know, just one of those real honest you know just <laughs> fun tune yeah, yeah, I, I don't know I feel, that. I feel like those that's are hard rock to pull and roll off, is you know? what that is it is that's real cool yeah. Yeah. yeah it's got a good vibe i was hearing all the harmonies did you have I, that's you have, exactly what i right? was thinking i was when you play this live is it i that you know that's one of the few songs that i have where i don't really have any really? background vocals in oh it. Yeah. man that's surprising to me i don't know why but when i got into the studio i just didn't hear anything in that one uh-huh. i was like you know definitely uh-huh. that like pre-chorus before the uh sounds like a plan part yeah um that's kind of where I think I was now that you it. say it, I'm hearing it in my head. Right. Well, I'm hearing like two chicks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can do all that <laughs> you, stuff. You know, too. the funny thing is, I do these acoustic shows all the time, and yeah. um, whenever I'm playing these acoustic shows, I always hear the rest of the band playing with me. Right. And it's the craziest thing because I'm sitting up, you know, I'm sitting up on stage and I'm playing, and I'm like, and I'm really getting into it, and people are looking at me like I'm crazy, and I'm, and you know, sometimes I'll stop and I'll be like, "You guys don't hear everything that's going on." <laughs> right, 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 right. If you did. You know, you'd be right there. That's when you say, buy the album. (laughs) (laughs) True. Oh, that's so frustrating, though, too, sometimes, because you feel like some some songs translate really well and and sound great with just the acoustic and um, a couple voices or a voice, and some songs just don't ever translate well, and we always kind of dealt with that, and we always made made sure to let people know, you know, we are a full band, and these songs have more to them, you know. Well, and also the great thing about you is, I mean, you got a great voice, which... Yeah. 
Thank you. You know, uh, you don't find a lot of them, you know, out no. there. I hate my voice. <laughs> do you? <laughs> I do. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. And this is the first time I probably, I don't think I've ever seen you play acoustic. I've, I've play, I heard you play electric and yeah, just sitting here. I was like, wow. It's, you know, honestly, I, I prefer playing with the full band. Oh, I do yeah, like the, sure. when I do the acoustic thing, I do like the Keller Williams style looping thing. So I get oh, really? kind of oh, a full do? band sound. All right. And uh, I've recently got a new looper that I can sing into and do my own harmonies and yeah. background vocals, which is that's kind of cool. I've seen that done I've before. Seen that, um, yeah. But uh, but it's still it's because it's a machine and it doesn't sway and there's no ebb and flow to it. Yeah, it's still very mechanical. Yeah, of course. So it's like you know when I play with the band, I've got people to bounce things off right. of and they react, and then it's it's that whole chemistry thing. Hey, we've, sometimes we've played with actual drummers that are that mechanical. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, and it, that's but, great for meter, but yeah, you I know. want something right. spongy to bounce things. Off I know, of, you know. So well, that's the best. That's the thing about rock and roll too. Is it, yeah, I mean, all music, I think, in a sense, but it's. Especially, I feel like rock and roll, that loose, loose but tight thing. Yeah. You know, and, and the vocals, too. Sometimes the most perfect thing about harmonies is when they're not quite not. perfect. Oh, man, listen to the Grateful Dead. They, they right. never well, hit yeah. pitch right. No. But <laughs> you always listen to it and go, man, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, and, and then every once in a while, somebody will get way off and then you kind of go, ah, <laughs> They'll get it back. Fix that. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find their way. Yeah, but you know, I mean, but that's you know, that's a perfect and the band is another perfect example of oh, that. If you listen to the band, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. their harmonies are never perfect; they're always just right. right. Well, well yeah. none of the voices, none of the individual voices are that great. They don't they're, blend, you right. know. And yeah. but then when you put them all together, it's know, amazing. It's just right. as great. Yeah, and it, you know, I'm probably going to get struck down. But even the Beatles sometimes we we've, we've what. What the hell are you talking about? The Beatles? Well, no. We, yeah. we talked about that before. Yeah. Like when we were listening to uh, Live, She's So Heavy. Yeah. You know, even that, studying that song, it's like, wow, you know, that, those aren't as perfect as uh, yeah. you thought they were. Yeah. You know? But, but man. It is rock and what roll. What a group. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, but believe me, I got no problem at all. But yeah, who am I to be sitting here talking about them? Oh, hey, you know? You but know, that's, that is the truth, though. I mean, sometimes it's just that, like, you know, if everything's locked in too much with the wavelength and everything, yeah. it sounds like it sounds uh, a little mechanical. Mechanical, and dry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I just, I actually just recently got back into the Beatles because uh, I, I played a wedding for some friends of mine, yeah. and uh, they asked me to do all these acoustic uh, solo guitar arrangements for these Beatle tunes for their wedding. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> simple. Oh my yeah. god! I know. Okay, all right. I don't have a right hand, and they wanted me to do finger style guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm you like, do know who you hired, out. right? Yeah, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I'm sitting here trying to figure out how to finger pick with my left hand and my right arm oh. at the same time, and I made it work, and then they really? were happy. Really? Yeah, wow. you know, so like what tunes? Uh, what did I do? See, I've already Blackbird. forgotten. No. Blackbird. Uh, no, no, we did. I did. Uh, uh, here, there, and everywhere, and um, guitar what was the other one? That's got another finger picking. No, it was. Um, there was three of them that I did. I did here, there, and everywhere, and I want to say across the universe, but I don't. Think I was, that's, that's what right. I was, that's what was coming to my mind. Um, well, I can't remember anyway. Now. That's funny. <laughs> I got the recording. They got a lot of nerves, right? Somewhere. Right. But, but you like, know, I just I thought it was hilarious. I was like, I'm sitting here and I'm going, okay. Um, and about a week before the wedding, I went, you guys do realize y'all asked me to do a whole crap load of like finger picking songs, and I can't finger pick, right? What did they say? And they just went. Oh, do the best you can. <laughs> well, non-musicians, like, they don't know. Right. You know. That's the thing, yeah. People so, who don't play, they don't they don't, they don't get, get it. it, you know. Yeah. It was fun though. I, mean, I had a good time with it. I actually wound up uh there was one of the tunes. Two of them I made work uh as a as a, a finger picking thing. Yeah. You know, like a chord melody style thing. So you did some pull-offs with the left hand to kind of Well, like what accent? I did is I like, you know, like a finger finger pick with my uh with my pinky. Yeah. So like yeah. You know, okay. Um, what was that? Oh, oh, that's Tesla. Yeah. I, God, I haven't played that. In Hold forever. on. Hold pause. on. I used a to pause for Tesla. I used to yeah. always break a, a string every time I would play that song. But you know, like I'll use my. Can I tell you two quick, interesting stories yeah. about that song? One is that's my wedding song. That's his wedding no song. joke. <laughs> that me and uh, uh, and he our was old lead guitar player yeah. played together. They were my groomsmen, and they played that song as well. You know that high, high note in the in the solo. 
Yeah. It, yeah. It's, it's like that one pinnacle note in the solo. Yeah. I used to break it, my high E string every time I In the actual it. song? Love in the song, song yeah. yeah. I, I, my, me and my cousin used to play that song when we were growing really? up all the time. And you knew the and solo note for note. I knew the solo note for note. And, uh, and, and every time I would hit that high E, that, or that high note, I think it was a, like an A or something, but you were like, you know, yeah, bending right. the, the, that note. And it just, every time, snap. Yeah. That'll do <laughs> Every it. time. Um, it got to the point where I'd go over to his house and he'd be like, "Hey man, let's play, you know, let's play love song." And I'd be like, "I can't afford it. Can't afford the strings. You got to keep like ten extra high E strings." Well, make your well, story real quick. Well, the other quick story is that my best friend then heard that we were doing that song because it's got a night. It's like a three four thing, so it's yeah, kind of like a beautiful waltz. tune. Yeah, and um, he convinced his wife to use it in their wedding. They were getting married out in California, and he and I were huge Tesla fans growing up. Oh, so he actually. Band. Great band, and so he actually got in contact with uh, Frank Hannon. Oh yeah, <laughs> and I played that song with Frank Hannon at his wedding. Oh man, that's stupid cool. Yeah, <laughs> so it's pretty crazy. <laughs> Sometime we'll we'll expound on that. Yeah, I'll tell you more. You about can tell that your off, Frank off Hannon there. stories. All my Frank Hannon stuff. Oh uh, yeah, you and Frank, you and your buddy Frank. <laughs> there you go. So anyhow, anyway, enough about us. Enough about us. Right. Yeah. So that's um. So so you kind of figured something out for your friends. But yeah, yeah it is funny how people who don't play they just they don't even think about that stuff. Oh yeah. And then, well, and you were saying where, where was I hearing you say it? Maybe it was in a in an interview or something where on YouTube where some people come up to you and say, "Oh, you're in the band," and "Oh, you're the guitar player." No, right. yeah. I don't and believe then you it. have to. Yeah, say, that happens. That actually happens all the time. It, you know, and the best story about that, and this is this actually ties in with the with the the ill fated Georgia Theater. Yeah. Um, ah, yeah. But I was I was actually sitting in with Perpetual Groove at the Georgia Theater oh, yeah. about two years ago, and you know those guys are good friends of mine, and I've known them for right. like twelve years now. When well, their name was up on the marquee when the fire happened, did you notice that? No. But it doesn't oh, Well it? I know they were Supposed to have a show Like right The day after it happened Or something Or the right. night so I remember seeing the pictures On the news the Classic center And it said Perpetual Groove Up on the marquee I was like oh man yeah. Well so they um, They had me out And they had me come out And sit in with them And I get up on stage And I play the song with them And I walk off stage You know after playing The song with them And I, I go And make a beeline For the bar Because I hadn't had A drink all night yeah. And I wanted a beer And I don't drink a lot But you know Sometimes I want a beer. Yeah. So, you know, I'm walking up to the bar to get a drink, and this guy, like, grabs a hold of me and says, man, you were awesome. And then he sees my hand and says, oh, you're not the guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I went, I went, no, I I was the guy. I'm the guy. And he goes, bullshit. Yeah. And I went, no, seriously, I was the dude that was just on stage. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, he's like, no, I don't believe you. And I was like, well, you know, somebody's recording and it's going to say my name tomorrow. Lefty Williams. And he was like, he was like, whatever. And then the dude sent me an email like a week later. Did he really? Yeah. He was like, you were the guy. (laughs) (laughs) I told you. (laughs) That is a good story. So, so well, rolling off of that, um, you know, Ira and I were talking a little bit before we were kind of going through some of the things we were, had researched on you and stuff and Mm -hmm. questions we wanted to ask. Do you think has it been tough? I don't know how to really put it, but I was kind of saying, I was kind of thinking, like, do you feel like anybody ever kind of um, looked at you more in kind of like a, a gimmicky way? Did you have to work past you that know, with people? I, you, it's did it help you or hurt you? I, I, how do you think well, the, the whole thing, thing works for you? That I never really focused on it until right. I started my own band. Right, and you know, I'd been in bands growing up where everybody was like, "Let's just pretend that it's not there." Right, you know, I don't <laughs> want anybody to pay any attention to it. Right. I don't want that to be the focus of the sure. band. And I always kind of operated in bands that way. Sure, yeah. And um, somebody was telling me, I don't remember who it was, but somebody was telling me, you know what, just put it out there. It's a great story. People will pay attention to it. You know, just put it out there and make that not so much the forefront of everything, but let it be known. Yeah, don't don't yeah. shy away from it like you have been. And right. and I was like, all right, you know what? Fine, I will. So um, when I started up my own band, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and name it Lefty Williams Band. Why go. not? You know, it's, it's so my nobody band. ever nobody ever called you that before. I mean, you, no, you no, no, no. That had been my nickname for years. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But you know, I was just like, you know, people always called me Lefty, and right. I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to call it the Lefty Williams band. Right. So, um, so you know, I went ahead and named the band that, and 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 all the musicians that I play with are all hired players. Yeah. 
So, I mean, I'm writing all the songs, you know, most of the time I tell people, hey, I want you to play this, you know, I'll I'll give the drummer an idea and be like, hey, play this drum part, and then I'll play, you know, like the bass line and be like, here, play this, and then, and then, you know, after I do that, I turn it over to them and I say, all right, now you guys are a real drummer and a real bass player, and that's what you do, so make it Make it your own, yeah. Yeah, make it your own. And, um... You know, in the beginning, it was like everybody kind of came out, at least around Atlanta, everybody came out to, you know... Just hear the music. To hear the music, and then and then it kind of exploded, you know, with, like, we, we just about sold out Smith's Old Bar. Yeah. Oh, nice. And, um, and then it kind of waned off. So, at some point, I started kind of feeling like, well, people just kind of treating me like the circus freak here. But... On the flip side of but that, you weren't sure. Well, I wasn't sure. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. really know because they kind of got a glimpse, and now yeah, okay, it's like know. all right, now I've seen that. Yeah, right. But I, I think what's really going on is it's more about the economy and well, know, I think numbers are just dropping. Oh, so this was together. recently, is what you were saying? Yeah, you that know, the drop so, off happened. Yeah. So well, I, I think too. You know, we. I mean, I feel like this comes up every podcast, and I apologize to people who are sick of hearing us, but apologize I don't to me. think I'm not apologizing. <laughs> I don't apologize to you. I apologize to the fine people out there. All right. <laughs> but, you know, I, I feel like there's not those – it doesn't seem like there's as many fans out there who are real dedicated, real loyal to people yeah. anymore. It, there's so much out there. There's so many places to see things, hear things, do things. Yeah. It's hard to get people to come out to every show. You well, know? It, yeah, and there's just too much going on in Atlanta at any given time. Yeah. Because, you know, your five best friends are probably all in bands, and <laughs> they all want you to come out and see them play. But, you know, I've always been the kind of guy that if I go see a band and I love them, yeah. I'll buy the CD, and then I'll make I sure I'm there. Yeah, you know, whenever they play again, as often as I, I can don't be. see that a lot. You know, you know, I'm the same way, and it's been my biggest problem being a touring musician. Yeah, I, I can't do that for the bands that I really love and yeah. the bands that I want to see. I'm, yeah. I'm always out on the road whenever mm-hmm. any of my friends are playing. That was actually going back to Perpetual Groove. That was a running joke with us for years because every time they played Atlanta, I yeah. played in Savannah. Oh, really? <laughs> It never failed. If they were playing in Atlanta, <laughs> yeah. I was booked down in Savannah. Yeah, I got a few and bands I that never same got thing to happens. I, I got a gig every time some of my favorite bands play around too. Yeah. You know, even bigger bands that come through. Yeah. Well, just recently that's been happening with you and I. Yeah, that's like, true. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's good to be. Me. It's great to be busy. <laughs> I love it. I'm glad that I I'm busy. I feel blessed to be busy. Well, but, yeah. You know, at the same yeah, but time. I mean, you're off the hook for that though. I mean, you're a working yeah. musician. I'm just talking about normal people that are, you know, work day jobs and are music lovers and yeah. can go out on the weekends even. Yeah. You know, it's sometimes you, you see people have a great night loving a band, you know, and, oh, it's my new favorite band, but then you don't see them again. They don't you know? Yeah. Uh, it's tough. So I don't know what that's all about. Well, they will, eventually. It'll come back around. I'm not Everything does about come back around. That's true. But, so. yeah, you're right. The economy, I guess, is keeping... I think that's killing... I think that's really killing a lot of people because what I am finding is, like, when I put together a bill with, like, me and... You know, Deep Blue Sun and some other really cool local band. You know, the place is packed. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's at this point, it's kind of all becoming about giving people the most amount that you can possibly give them yeah. for their money. And yeah. In the past, one of the things that I've always tried to do is introduce people to bands that they don't know. Right. So, like, I would bring bands up from, like, Florida or bring bands down from Asheville cool. and, you know, have them open up my shows cool. and play with me. And I'd have... It was. It would always. It would always be me with two bands that nobody in Atlanta really knew. Yeah, and, and then they can't really support them in a way. So yeah, it's kind of. I don't know. I, I like putting the like support them online now. And yeah, they, yeah. I like putting the shows. To, I, I think sometimes you're better off putting the shows together for the venues. Um, because well, that's what I typically do when you find right. when they well, club owners, you, uh, you know, they, they, you, you know, they put know all these bands get. together. Yeah, it's like ridiculous sometimes. Yeah. You Man, know? I can't, I, I can't tell you. I, I used to play this place in Birmingham called the Nick. You guys ever go there? No, I know, yeah, I know that, a lot about it, but we've never played. Yeah, there. we Man, haven't. Ever I would yeah. play the Nick, and all right, I'm not a heavy metal guy, and every time we played there, we played with two heavy metal bands. Right, yeah. So it would be two heavy metal bands and the the bluesy jam band. Right, right. And it was like... uh, Well, it's Nolan Reeves that books that place, right? Yeah, and Dan knows me real well, so I don't know why he did that. Uh, I think we were asked to play the Nick a few times, and we just never could work it out for some reason. Yeah, because there was a period where we were trying to get into Alabama, because they were talking about a lot of good stuff going on. Is that near the university? It's in in Birmingham. Yeah, it's... (laughs) 
right in downtown yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, so we were hearing a lot it's, about that place. You know, the thing is, is that you know, it, it's a great room, and it's actually it's called the CBGB of the South because yeah. it's been around for like thirty years or something. Yeah. Um. But yeah, but they do have a lot of heavy bands. Though. Yeah, it's it's predominantly heavy metal acts. Yeah. And Dan, you know, Dan was always trying to put me in there to help me break uh, Birmingham. I mean, I love that guy. Smith has been great. To oh me, yeah, and Dan's yeah. been great to me. Yeah, but. For some reason, he would always pair me up with these metal acts, and we'd yep. get there and play, and there'd be nobody in the room because right. you know the people that liked me didn't want to sit through the metal bands to see me. Right. Right. So you have to admit, though, I mean, doing a headlining show at Smith's is probably one of best one of the best venues in town to do. Oh yeah, yeah. And I've always loved playing there. I love the room, man, and yeah. and the the staff is fantastic, and they're just they're great people, and I just really enjoy and to them. go see shows. I mean, I've yeah. seen some oh, of the. Definitely, especially since I went non-smoking. Did you? Uh, well, no, they did. Oh, they Smith yeah. is non-smoking. Mm-hmm. Now, and I'm, that's better for you. That's well, I'm, I noticed that actually this year. I thought, well, it's. I think it's been a while, but it's been a long, while. But people still don't know for, it, yeah, so they'll still I, just light up. And, and at 500 songs yeah. for kids, though, I remember coming home and being like, hey, "Yeah, I smell fine." You know, usually yeah. I come <laughs> home and I'm like, "Put these in the wash right away." Put, yeah, put them in the incinerator. <laughs> well, I'm see, I, I quit smoking. Uh, several years ago, yeah. and then I had a relapse, and and then the thing about smoking is, most is people that do. The thing about smoking is that when you're a singer and you stop smoking, you gain about an octave to your vocal range, yeah. and then if you start smoking again, it'll do serious damage to your vocal cords. Like like, um, <laughs> now if you're used to it though, because I smoked and sang He's for years. Really if you're used to it, it doesn't affect you. It's when you quit. And start back that it really hurts you. Yeah, um, I actually wound up having to go see an ear, nose, and throat specialist, and started taking lessons from a vocal coach and all kinds of stuff just to get my voice to heal. Right. Yeah. So Jason um, Lefty Williams says, <laughs> if you're a singer and you smoke, just keep, keep smoking. Just keep smoking. <laughs> well, you know, or quit and make sure you stay quit. Yeah, right. You know, there, there can't be any bouncing back and forth. Um, <laughs> go big or go home. That's the That's motto, right? right? There, there you go. go. Big or go there you home. go. But see, the thing is, is that, you know, I would play these clubs with, with the allowed smoking. And while I was in the healing process, that would really hurt me again. Yeah. Just as bad as smoking. Yeah. Well, you probably so, couldn't hang out at the north side at all. I yeah. haven't. I've been in the north side once in my entire life. Oh, really? See, yeah. that's, well, that's a funny thing because, you know, being part of like the blues bit, kind of the blues scene. Yeah. I don't know. What scene do you feel well, like you're in? Well, see, now that's the thing. I'm musically schizophrenic. Yeah. Right. So I do, I do a jam lot band, of jazz. Yeah. I do jam band yeah. stuff. I do folk music. I yeah. do all kinds of stuff. Now, actually, with my band, I've made a conscious decision that I'm going to start moving more in a funk direction. Oh, cool. Um, I want to do more uh, like meters type stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, original. Like, like okay. People say that I'm a blues guy, and I have been a blues guy for a while, but the thing that most people don't realize about me is that I don't cover any blues material right. at all. Every blues song that you hear me play, I wrote. You just happen to right. hang out in some of the blues scenes. so Yeah, and I've yeah. got a lot of friends that are blues guys, and I, lo- I love the blues, and I love yeah. playing the blues, and I'm, I'm down with it, but I'm kind of, like I said, I'm musically schizophrenic, right. so sticking to one style of music for too long is yeah. hard for me. Well, too, you can do blues bluesy music yeah. without being a blues band you yeah know? i mean <clears throat> it's just some of the people in the blues scene if you're not playing straight not up blues, oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're you. vicious i know it. I mean, believe me we know about there's we know about there's clubs that i've submitted to uh you know that my manager and my agent have called and they've been they, you know they like hear like one track off my album and like this guy's awesome and then they hear another track on my album they're like no nah, we're not having him <laughs> <laughs> And they'll actually tell him that, you know, they'll be like, man, this guy's fantastic, you know, better believe me, he's this great blues tune, I love it, you know, yeah. and then and then they'll listen to like, I'm fine, which is like a straight up southern rock song, and they're like, nah, really, no, he yeah. can't play here. Yeah, well, that's tough, you know? <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I know, it, I, we've dealt with a lot of that before, you know, because, I mean, we played in a band where we were kind of doing a bunch of different times. We never did straight up blues, but yeah. it, it was kind of like that where we were jazzy, but also got a little yeah. heavy here and there. And it's tough to categorize yourself and it's yeah. tough for other people to categorize you. And that's another thing about setting up these shows and who they're going to put you with. And yeah, and it's know. easier to just shy away than to like try and really take time to figure it out, you know, put it together well, the right way. No, I mean, I've, I've always been one to kind of hit things head on. So, you know, when people would ask me, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm blues, rock, and jazz fusion. Yeah. So when they asked me that, there, I, yeah. would, I would just say I'm blues, rock, and I'm jazz fusion. And, yeah. and now the moniker is more of, uh, you know, danceable funk and blues. 
Right. Well, I noticed too you were big on in uh, again reading a little bit about you. I noticed you were really big on um, kind of crafting songs. Uh, I, I really, I thought that you, was interesting that you kind of put being a guitar player yeah. and a singer. You know that you um, sounded like you really focused a lot on. Uh, you know, writing good songs as opposed to like worrying about shredding on guitar. Well, you know, I mean, I've, I've been playing for a long time and I went through my shredder phase in my right. teens and, um, were you I, an ex metal head like us? Oh, totally, totally. Right. I was good. in a death metal band that went like, I was in several death metal bands and, and, um, I actually wound I died up playing. several times. <laughs> I did. I did. We crashed the bus. Oh, I've been dead. I've been uh, dead. Don't worry. <laughs> no, so, you know, so, but I was in this one band that started out real heavy, like, kind of goth rock. Yeah. And then wound up going in an alternative direction when the alternative music scene kind of hit. And um, I was just, I was the guy in the band that everybody kind of made fun of, but they didn't want to let go of because I was really good at arranging songs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this particular band, the one thing that I loved the most about this band was that everybody in the band collaborated. So it was always a situation where, like, me and the other guitar player in the band, we'd get together, we'd come up with a couple of riffs, and then we would sit there and just bounce ideas off each other and craft a song. That's tough. That's really tough to do. I and mean, then we would bring in the drummer, and the drummer would go, oh, well, what if we tried this? Yeah. And then the bass player would go, well, what if we tried this? And then we would just kind of all sit there, you know, sharing all these different ideas that were popping into everybody's head. And the one thing that we always did that I was really proud of was anytime somebody said, well, what if we tried this? Yours. Nobody was allowed to say, no, that's stupid. Right. It was, okay, let's try it. Let's see if it works, because it might be cool. Right. So... Um, Good policy. Being in that environment (laughs) really taught me a lot about crafting songs and about taking your time to, you know, you might hear this thing in your head, you know, but if you stop and you go, well, what if, what if I try this or what if I do this or what if I do that? Yeah. You know, well, if you don't question that stuff, the song might be good, but it could be great if you really dig into it and see what you can do with it. And are these all guys that you obviously grew up with and, and knew for a while, or, um, or at least went to high school yeah, with? Yeah, we were, you know, well, actually, I didn't really go to high school. Well, I went to high school with the bass player and the drummer. Right. They were brothers, and they were a couple of years right. behind me. Because that's another thing. I mean, when you're on the same wavelength with guys, whether, you know, and they're musicians, yeah. that makes that, you know, a hell of a lot easier. Yeah. Well, I'm still really good friends with all of those guys. It just, you know, we right. wind up going our separate ways. And Did, Do you think you learned any of, well, I mean, I'm sure you learned some of it, but how much of it do you accredit to you went to school? At AIM? Yeah. Um, as Did far you as learn a lot musical about knowledge. Well, the thing is, is that, you know, when I was in high school, I took like a music theory class. Yeah. And... So going through AIM, they they did expand on my knowledge, but I already had a real strong base of musical yeah. knowledge. And but the one thing that they did do that nobody successfully did before, because I never took any guitar lessons, was um, they taught me how to apply all of this musical knowledge to every instrument, and specifically my guitar, because okay. you know, I mean. My music theory teacher in high school taught me how to build scales and what all the theory was and how to, you know, do all of this mathematical stuff as Never far as music goes. <laughs> but he was a piano player, so yeah. I understood it on the keyboard. Right. You know, and and when I was playing in the orchestra, because I played upright bass, violin, viola, and cello in the orchestra, you know, the the teacher in that class lured me in by saying, I'll teach you how to play guitar better. And I right. went, okay, cool. And then he taught me all this stuff that applied to violin, viola, cello, and bass. <laughs> and I never understood how any of it applied on my guitar or how I could use any of it on my guitar. I just knew chords and, you know, this, this guy named Skip at Jennings Music up in Marietta taught me how to play a pentatonic scale one time. And everything that I knew, I knew from transcribing Metallica tone, you know, Metallica <laughs> songs. So... You know, I kind of figured out scales based around right. the stuff that Kirk Hammett played. <laughs> and then it's when... It's not a bad way to, to get into it, you know? Well, you know, I, I will tell you that I learned how to use my ears before I learned how to use my brain. And I think that that gave me a big leg up. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really do feel like that, that helped me a lot as a music, as a musician. Right. We always say that, you know, when we work with, you know, some musicians in the past or whatever, it's like you got to know that this music has to be kind of ingrained in your head before it's, you really... It's a sonic art. Get the feel of you know? how stuff should sound, you know? Yeah. 
Um, you have to, too, just be willing to <clears> – I think you have to be willing to so – it sounds like like you talk about kind of being spongy and all that stuff. You have yeah. to be willing to like – when you – some people are so focused on theory and so focused in, in scales and stuff that they're not willing to kind of go outside the box or, you know – Oh, yeah. Uh, handle those kinds of changes you have to be willing to kind of be free with it and open with it see i don't happen to know a lot of theory and so i come from probably the whole other end of the spectrum where i just well that's where i started out what feels right you know and i never wanted to hear somebody say well you can't put that chord after that because they're not you know but well if it sounds okay or maybe it's just shifting keys or something you know i mean yeah there's lots of things that you can do if you kind of just open up and accept it right. well the jazz greats used to always say that you have to learn the rules so that you can probably break, the break them right yeah. you know and i don't really feel like musically there really are any rules and that's another thing that i learned by going to aim was that there's no such thing as a wrong note right. you know there's just a wrong way to play the note <laughs> You know, if you put the note in the wrong spot, then it's going to sound awful. But if yeah. you learn how to put the note in the right spot, <laughs> force it in there. Play. <laughs> yeah, you can play the, the most wrong note that right. you can think of as long as you put it in the right place. Or if you play it enough it's times in a row. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah. I meant to do that. Yeah. Played it <laughs> enough times in a row, method, it becomes yeah. right. <laughs> now, you said you played a bunch of different instruments when you were at, at Atlanta Institute. Uh, yeah. did well, you that was in high school. Oh, that was in high school. Yeah. That's right. At, oh, AIM, was, at, at AIM, AIM, I just yeah, you did were just guitar, doing guitar. Just guitar yeah. Did you ever try to play instruments in high school that you just you just couldn't? I mean, did you? Um, well, I mean, I've always wanted to play horns and stuff, and obviously I can't pull off a sax. Yeah. Or at least I haven't figured out a way to do it yet. Someday. Um, and trumpet is one that I really want to learn, because I know that I can play the entire trumpet with one hand. And yeah. It's just a matter of True. figuring out. You know, So yeah. I actually do want to learn trumpet. Um, but... Uh, Horns, I always like trombone. That would be the that would if I could play a horn instrument, I'd play trombone. Isn't that I don't a know why. Really, it's such I, a beautiful yeah, sound. I love it. It's so it's so sort of it's less precise than the others in a way. You know, with just well, it's, that. it's like a violin. You make the note, right? You know, because right. because you're sliding, you're sliding that. Uh, yeah, I think it's called the slide. Yeah, um, but you slide it until yeah. your ear finds the right, right note, and then you're on it. Yeah, so it's, it's a cool. combination of how hard you blow, how tight you purse your lips, and how far you're moving that slide. Yeah, that always really looks like cool. the most fun uh, instrument to play. It's it cool. <laughs> that one in the tuba. Yeah, the tuba. Right. Just see, because you know it's the bass of horns. And it's that just seems like such a cool instrument. Have you ever seen the Dirty Dozen Brass Band? Yeah, yeah, funky. Yeah, yeah. oh my They're god. Great. Yeah, that that tuba player is just killing. <laughs> I saw him open up for the Black Crows like in oof, early nineties, yeah. mid maybe ninety four somewhere around there, uh, up in Connecticut where I'm from. Okay, and uh, that was my first introduction to them. Man, They're cool. They're just awesome. And they I don't know the tuba though. It's so big. I feel like. You know, I don't. You don't want to make a scene. <laughs> you come in with the tuba. <laughs> oh, you're definitely you, making you a scene if you come slink. in with the tuba. Yeah, you can't slink. Well, did you ever look at a tuba. tuba player and go, "Oh, who does that guy think he what is?" This guy. Yeah. <laughs> look at him. Look, oh, at, look at the rock star attitude on this day. That's right. Oh, guy's got a head like tuba, tuba guy. So we figured out tuba is the rock star of the. Uh, yeah. I guess of the, the big head of the well of the horn the horn family. I guess right. So um. Well, I want to ask you a little bit about your most recent album, if, mm -hmm. if that's okay, if we kind yeah, of definitely. shift over a little bit. Snake Oil? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Snake Oil. And uh, it was funny because uh, I was reading the um, <laughs> the article, or I don't know if it's an article or the bio or whatever on MySpace. Uh, it's my bio. Yeah, yeah, and it talks about Snake Oil and talks about like the irony of the of the title. And I was like, I don't get what's ir ironic. I don't get what's ironic. But then in the end of yeah. it, you kind of figured out. So that was kind of funny. Well, what I was, was like, it? I didn't read it. Well, the the whole thing with the snake oil is that <laughs> I, I, I don't read. I've had a bunch of different guys, you know, come up and kind of promise me the world, and I've had one in particular who will remain nameless actually sucker me into believing him. Right. And uh, and I, I wrote a couple songs about him. Frightened on the album is mm -hmm. is about this same guy, and snake oil is about this. You mean but, about somebody that was going to help you out with your career? You mean? Yeah. Well, yeah. it was a booking agent. Gotcha. You know, and yeah, uh, you know, agents. and I've I've got <laughs> this one guy Bob Fortin who I've been with since I started, and yeah. the the deal that he and I have is that you know that I'm going to stick with him. So if I do pick up a new booking agency, he becomes my manager. And if okay. I pick up a manager, he's my full time booking agent. Either way, he and I are kind of in this for the long haul because he's been really behind me 100 percent since day one. And I love the guy to death. He's one That's of my cool. best friends. That's nice. Um, Bob's been around forever. Yeah. I mean, he helped help get widespread panic started, and, and he, he helped oh, wow. the grapes, and he was around with their trucks. And okay. I mean, this dude's been around forever, and he's just one of the coolest dudes in the world. 
You um, need you need somebody like that. You really do. Oh, I'm so lucky to have him. Yeah, but uh, the whole thing with Snake Oil was is that Bob and I kind of found this booking agency, and Bob was like, "Listen, I want to be your manager and move into management, so I'm going to find this booking agency for you." And he found the agency, and they wanted to take me on, and then they started saying, "Yeah, we can do this, and we can do that, and we can do this, and we can do that." And I knew the agency, and I felt like they were reputable, and I was like, "All right, cool, let's go for this." And then I went from playing 20 shows a month. To six shows a month <laughs> And then the guy starts blaming right. me Saying I can't book you I can't. Nobody wants to book you yeah. And then I start getting calls directly from clubs Saying I've called your booking agent 50 times and he won't call me uh, back I want you in my club When are right. you going to come play again yeah. And then I turn around and I call him And go this dude just called me And said you know he's been calling you 50 times And the guy's like oh he's a liar and I was like, why? <laughs> why would you? I mean, wait, 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 wait! Time out. Hold on. Why would you make the effort to call and, and do that? You right. Know, if he's a liar. Yeah. So I'm, you know, so I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, okay. So you're telling me that you can't book me, that nobody wants to book me, except right. for all these clubs that you tell me that you've been calling are now calling me directly because you won't return their phone calls. So that's kind of. I That's what Snake Oil's right, about. Right. It's about this dude just, you know, totally taking my career. But, but what was advantage moving, was that then, to him, though? I, I don't know. And was he just I a slacker? That was what I never got a hold of. I could not figure that out for the life of me. I even asked him. I was like, so what's the deal? I, I would think that you would want to make money off right. me. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, he's like, well, I just can't make any money off you. I'm like, oh, maybe I, if you uh, booked okay. me. Uh, yeah. Maybe if you return some phone return calls, you yeah. could. Yeah. You know, this is the thing called the telephone. Right. Here's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> or the they internet. Call you. <laughs> you call yeah. But that that is always the rub. Email. Though. <laughs> it's like you know you're too busy focusing on the music to do all the management and booking on your right. own. But then you know when you want to trust somebody else, I'm kind of a control freak. I always want to be like, you know, yeah. I'll do it myself. I, I know yeah. I can do it right. I you do. Know? I actually do almost all of it myself. Do Between you? Bob and I, we pretty much handle 100 percent of my booking and management. Okay, so you don't have another yeah. booking agent? No. Okay. Um, and Fuck <laughs> done with that. <laughs> well, and the thing is, is that you know, I mean, after that experience, we kind of <laughs> went. You know what? This is. You know, we're not going to do this again until we know yeah. that we're with the right people. Right. I guess you know, maybe a recommendation from some other big band that's well, really doing well. I had a recommendation from a big band. Oh, from that <laughs> guy. Yeah. <laughs> it was actually a national agent, an international agency. Right. You know, so I mean, wow. it was a big agency. Who knows, you know, just, maybe you go in and you be, you're the low man on the totem pole. And so and they've got that's you what know, it bigger was. fish to fry. Yeah, this guy had, you know, a couple bands that he was really focused on. And I just right. didn't happen to be one of Get those Get lost bands. in the mix. Yeah. yeah. And ah. then, you know, of course... He'd book a couple shows and then be like, "All right, give me my money," and I'm like, "Well, Thanks make me some more money, right. dude." Yeah, you know. Now, have you always been a career musician? I mean, have you always? Well, I mean, I've done other things, but um, I think it was 2004 or 2005. I quit my day job and and uh, doing and it full time. Been doing it full time ever since. What yeah. was the day job? Come on, uh, I was a home theater installer for Hi-Fi Buys. Really? Oh, nice. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I helped put in John's. John Smathers, or, I mean John, John, the Braves guy. Oh, Smoltz. Yeah, John Smoltz. He's I helped put in his. Plays for the Red Sox now. Does he? Oh, yeah. um, I'm what? Starting on Thursday. <laughs> I actually helped <laughs> put in Usher's stuff. home theater. Um, Who? Usher. Oh yeah, I did. Uh, Usher helped with uh, with Big. I actually mounted the TV over Big Boy's bed. Really? Nice. Yes, I did. Uh, did Big Boy have a big bed? <laughs> no, he had a normal size bed, but but you know, but it was round. <laughs> no, it just it yeah. was just like a normal four, four <laughs> poster bed. Uh, it was he's looking it, for something. He's looking for something. Over it there. was it was you know it was like it was a cool little pad down in Fayetteville. So Big oh, Boy, yeah. Big Boy, this bed is normal. <laughs> well, yeah, I never met him. <laughs> I never met him. His his assistant handled oh, everything. Right see there. Yeah, and if so. you're wearing the whole house like that, you're probably there for like a week. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did his thing in one day. Oh, okay. Actually, yeah. I think Big Boy is kind of an ironic nickname more for him because I think he's like not tiny, big. like calling a big guy tiny, like calling a tall guy tiny, yeah. tall guy, that or a big guy, big guy, shorty. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sh- 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 we get it. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, figured it. So, but uh, well, we started talking about snake oil, and you uh, is um, that where we were? We were. Oh. <laughs> Man, we got off topic. We got a little <laughs> no, but this is how it goes. And I was really that's all right. I noticed that uh, you got Tinsley Ellis involved, and he's another local blues guy. And we, well, there's, sort of. Well, well, he was. He well, still yeah, is. He's, he's actually he's about to put out another album, uh, as I understand it. Does he still in, live here though? I thought. Yeah. I thought was, oh, no, okay. no, no. Tinsley lives in Tucker. Okay. Um, but uh, I think he's in the middle of recording an album because his drummer uh, JB 
Yeah. Uh, stopped by my jam, my Monday night oh, jam. Oh, cool. Uh, we'll talk about that later, too. A couple, like a week or two ago, and was like, hey, I'm in town recording. And I'm assuming that he's recording intensely, yeah. but hmm. I don't know. But I noticed now, did he play? He played on a couple of the songs on your record, right? Tinsley and I actually have an interesting, an interesting little story. I, okay. I, I played in this band, Wayside Riders, uh, a few years back. That was, um, it was formed by uh, the original members of the Grapes, uh, Raman Dawson, yeah, who was the original guitar player from the Grapes, and Preston Holcomb and Rick Welch, the two okay. drummers from the Grapes. Okay, um, they. Through a mutual friend, I found out they needed a guitar player, and they brought me into the band, you know, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So the story goes. Um, well, eventually the, the band kind of, you know, first Rick left because he got married and couldn't play, you know, didn't want to play drums on the road anymore. And then Preston left after the bass player quit because without Rick being there and not having the bass player that he liked to play with, he's just like, all right, I'm done. Well, so one by one, the members kind of drop out, and we replace them with other people. Yeah. And I joined this band because I did not want to be the guy in charge. I wanted to be the dude that was just like, tell me where to show up, tell me yeah. what to play, I'm good. And uh, and I wound up being the guy in charge after all <laughs> the people that were in charge quit. Right. So, so eventually, I was like, that's it, I'm done, you know? Right. And, and admit it, you're a control freak. I am I, I am when it's my project. You kicked yeah, yeah. everybody out of the band just so you could take over it. That's, right. that's what they told me. Um, <laughs> really? But, but, you know, the, the reality is, is that I never wanted to be in charge. I right. never wanted to direct or, or have anything to do with the direction of that band. Like I said, I just wanted to show up play guitar have people say no we want you to play it more like this do you know i just wanted to be a sideman yeah you know um nice and i love the music i actually loved the music in that band um wayside rider yeah yeah um but so the band kind of trickles apart and we replace the you know we replace the two drummers and we replace the bass player and you know we replace the rhythm guitarist and then uh, and then eventually i left and you know because the original bass player rejoins and then fires me because I had started. I had started recording my first album. You Big took plans. over. You took over. Mm-hmm. Come on, sir. I didn't. I swear to God, I didn't. <laughs> and I, over and the I, band. I, I, I actually, I fought this all the way, and I kept saying, "Somebody else stand up and do this. That's Somebody right. else stand up and do this." And then you stood there, and nobody did anything. And, and I can't yeah. let that happen, yeah. right? Because I, I do have a little. You bit have of, an ethic. Yeah, there, I've right? got to. I've got to. We got to keep this driving. That sort of thing. Um, so. Uh, so the band continues on without me, and then I find out that they're playing a show at the Last Great Watering Hole, which is right down the street from my house. And yeah, I wasn't playing that night, and um, you didn't have anything else to do, and I and I wanted to see them. You know, I wanted to see them playing in this new band configuration. So what they could do without me. Yeah, right. No, 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 nothing like that. Th- no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm really, yeah, not, I know, you know, I'm just messing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but so. Um, I go out to see them play, yeah. and they sounded great. It was a great show. But what happened was, I'm sitting there waiting on them to go on, and I don't know if you guys have ever been to the last Great Watering Hole, but it's like kind of divided into two clubs. Like one half is all pool tables and stuff like that, and the other half is the music venue. Okay. Well, I was waiting on them to play, and I wind up going over to the pool tables, and I'm sitting there shooting pool with one of my buddies, and we're hanging out talking, and Tinsley Ellis walks up to me and says. Nice. Uh, I've been following you on MySpace for a while, and I yeah. really like what you're doing. And you, you've I just, never met him before. I had no idea who he was. Oh, oh wow! And you said, "Great, buddy, thanks." No, appreciate well, I mean, I was <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh man, you know, I really appreciate that." Yeah. You know, and, and then I said, well, "What's your name?" And he's like, "I'm Tinsley," and I went, "Tinsley Ellis," and he said, "Yeah," and I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> so you knew of him? You just <laughs> yeah. Didn't, you I just, just didn't I didn't I never him. I didn't I'd never seen a picture of him, and right. I didn't know what yeah. he looked like, but it just floored me like yeah. you know like it was a nice compliment but then yeah. when you realize where cool. it's coming from yeah. it's like i'm not worthy you yeah, know that's a big high right there <laughs> yeah, yeah so so i was like man i thank you you know i really appreciate that and then when it came time to record snake oil i was thinking well you know who do i want to get to play to guest on the album and uh todd smalley from the Derek trucks band is on the album yeah, he yeah, plays on that. one of the songs um and todd todd and i actually have known each other for Ever, um, and we just kind of always floated around each other in similar yeah. circles. But uh, 
So I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, man, who can I who can I get? And I was like, well, Tinsley would be a good idea. So yeah, that would be a real good idea. It's not a bad idea. I was idea. like, I don't, know, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know if he can do it or if he's available or right. what his situation is, but you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send him an email and see what he thinks. Hey, he came to you first. So. Dude, he got yeah. back to me immediately and was like, yeah, I'd love to do it. We just really? have to, you know, we just have to prove it through the record wow. label. And, yeah. and I was like, That's awesome. Great. So he jumped on and. Uh, man, that guy was incredible in the studio too. I mean, right. He shows up, all he has is a guitar, mm-hmm. and um, we recorded at John Keane Studios up in Athens. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, John did like Widespread Panic and REM and yeah. the Indigo Girls and Concrete Blonde and you know B fifty twos and right. everybody. Um, so John's got this whole like just warehouse of vintage amps mm-hmm. and just cool stuff to play with. Yeah. And uh, Tinsley walks in with a guitar, a pedal, a distortion pedal, okay. and says, do you have a basement? And John said, sure. And I've got like a 67 basement. So right. he goes and he grabs his 67 basement. He comes out and uh, I think it was a 67. I don't remember the exact year, but it was one of those 60s you basements. Better watch yeah. those blues guys. They'll get on you if you don't know your stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll <laughs> rip me a new one. But uh, so, so the basement Tinsley, wasn't made in 67. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so Tensley comes in, he plugs in his guitar, plugs it into the amp. It's like, all right, so what what do you want me to play on? So we cue up the first song, and he goes through, and he's like, how many bars do I have? I was like, you know, take you know a chorus or two. And he's like, all right, cool. I don't know. There's a bar down the street. We can get you any alcohol and drinks you want. Tears through this solo, yeah, and I was just it. like, holy shit! You know, that guy's pretty That's effortless. Awesome. Yeah. And he's like, and then he's like, I can do it better. <laughs> And I was said, like, well, well, keep that take. I was like, yeah, that's exactly yeah, yeah. what I said. I was yeah, like, yeah. keep that one. Let's move. Because John turned around and looked at me. He was like, yeah, Should've that's been like, the one. Honest, Tinsley, I, I don't think he can. <laughs> yeah, right. So that then, pretty good. <laughs> so then he does it again. Yeah. And just kills the first take. <laughs> and I was like, wow. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I can do it better. <laughs> and then right. he does it the All right, third Tinsley, one. Now you're just showing All up. All right, this is just. <laughs> it, was, it was nasty. I mean, he just came we got out the point. and I was like, oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, he did that on both songs. He did the same wow. thing on both songs. And he had, by the third take, he had both of them nailed. Yeah, of course. Now, this is the kind of guitar player that Tinsley is. Ten- Tinsley came out and he sat in with me at Zuffy's place. Yeah. He uh, remembered those exact last, songs. Last, last, well, he remembered the solos note for note. <laughs> really? I mean, played the exact same solo. And there's no that's way he could have been. The no CD way he wasn't out yet. Heard it, right? No, no, no. The CD was out. Oh, so he was, may have okay. brushed up on it, but okay. it was like, yeah. I mean, he can't. I, I totally wasn't expecting it because I'm the kind of guy that when I get in, I never play the same solo twice. Right. Ever. I don't right. write out solos. I don't. I don't practice riffs and then run through them yeah. because I, I like it to be spontaneous yeah. and I like me for neither. Every that's show why no one different. lets me solo. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you got to feel the room, man. Yeah. yeah. So everything that I do is different. So when he starts ripping the exact same note for note solo, it, it blew me away. I was yeah. like, I was like, oh my god. Hey, guy's been doing it a he long got time. It and he, yeah. he killed it. And uh, it was really funny because it because he finished his two choruses that's awesome. for the solo. And I turned around, and I was like, don't stop. And he just kept going and just got better and better and better. As it went on, yeah. Yeah, it was it was. Smoking. He's a really, he's a cool guy because I think, um, you know, I did not, I had not known who Tinsley Ellis was before I moved to Atlanta. I wasn't, you know, a blues guy. But <clears throat> coming here, you know, started hearing about Tinsley. And I know he, he's been pretty faithful to, like, pull out of the blues scene yeah. um, for, like, you know, getting guys to back him up right. yeah. and stuff. I mean, and, I haven't uh, seen him around in a while, but a good, yeah. you know, five, ten years ago, he yeah. was around all the time. I, I'd yeah, hanging out at Northside, coming yeah. out for the gym. But I mean, he's. But I think that was that's one really cool thing about him is that he always kind of came back to like you know the local scene to try and pull his next rhythm guitar player out yeah. of and pull in the young cats. pull in the young guys. Yeah. And he also somehow I don't know somehow our first CD got into his hands, and I think our old guitar player and he him had some contact at the time, um, and. He called over to the house at the Euclidome one really? time, I believe so, yeah. And he said, you know, he had heard the CD and that he liked it. And uh, I'm pretty sure he called Mark on that, yeah. Because huh. remember, he was talking to Mark about maybe going on the road with him, I think. That's right. Anyhow, so, I, you know, I always respected that a lot about him. Yeah. That, you know, it's it's so nice to see if somebody kind of get breaks out a little bit. They come back. They know where their roots well, are. Well, he really pays attention to what's going on in the music <clears throat> scene, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Um and he does. He tries to. He tries to. You know, give up and coming musicians an opportunity. We did. Uh, we opened up for him up in Charlotte 
Um, mm. You know, and then he, there, there's been several gigs where he's called me last minute and been like, he he called me and asked me to open up for him at House of Blues up in Chicago, and wow. I was like, I was like, ah, I'm already booked. <laughs> how many shows do you have to cancel? That's, like, and that's, and that was the first thing that popped into my head: is how many shows do I have to cancel? Yeah, really to go do that one gig. Yeah. Would it be possible? And I'll never forget this because I was actually booked at a wedding. Oh, you can't, Ooh. you can't yeah. do that. Yeah, and I, I didn't want to bail on the bride. You know, uh, you and did I was the like, right thing. I was like, mm. I was like, I'm sitting there going, okay, could I, could I make it to Chicago? On Friday and still make it to Charleston for the wedding on, on Saturday. Saturday. Woo! Take a. <laughs> uh, like start map questing and right. it's like fourteen hours and I'm like fourteen hours if we finish the show and leave <laughs> yeah. immediately after the show. <laughs> Am I getting paid enough to book a private plane? Wait a minute, mm-hmm. I had a problem like this in high school. If a train <laughs> in <laughs> Chicago <laughs> <laughs> arrives in Charleston. <laughs> Damn it, I couldn't figure it out then. You should have paid attention. (laughs) See, you will use math in daily life. Algebra. (laughs) Well, listen, guys, uh, we're running up on the uh, out-of-time zone here, unfortunately. I feel like we could go all night. That always happens. Yes. We, we never, we never happens. get to ask everything we want to ask. But uh, oh. that's um, always the best for us. We like I f- that. I feel like you know, before you play another tune for us, we should maybe just talk a bit, a little bit about what your band's doing right now. Mm-hmm. The uh, Monday Night Jam, maybe just uh, mention well, that. The Monday Night Jam is actually not my band. Uh, the Monday Night Jam, I get uh, yeah. musicians that I know. Um, but but you're hosting it, so. it. Well, I host, I co-host it is what I do, is I okay. bring in a different bass player and drummer and sometimes a guitarist right. every single well, week. Well, we'll say it's at Charlie Mops. It's at Charlie Mops Pub. Which is on uh, Roswell on, Road. Yeah, it's Sandy on Roswell Springs. Road right outside of 285. Yeah, it's, it's like right there. A quarter, not even a quarter mm-hmm. of a quarter mile. For, like Atlanta, an for Atlanta mile people, it's right next to the old American Pie with yeah. the big palm trees. Yeah. If you yeah. get to the old American Pie, you missed it. That's right. So. Well, it's right next to it. Yeah. Um. And then, for people um, not from Atlanta, you have no idea. What yeah, we're right. And about. you're not going to jam. So. <laughs> you're not coming. <laughs> well, and I it, doubt you're coming. <laughs> it's uh, it's a lot of fun because I get some great musicians out. You know, I've had Jeff Sipe uh, from yeah. the Aquarium oh, yeah. Rescue Unit, Apartment Astacio Band. Yeah. yeah, he came out and hosted one with me. I've had uh, Jan Rico Scotts come out a couple yeah. of times and played with me, getting all the good drummers. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I I know a lot of these people from yeah. playing shows and festivals and touring and stuff like that. So the jam I, band scene right there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and and there's some amazing musicians around yeah. Atlanta. Like last night, I had um, I had Dave Anthony who played with Michelle Malone, and I think he currently tours with Sonya Lee. <laughs> um, and um, you know, I had him on drums, and then I had uh, Rob Henson, who is Corey Smith's bass player, uh, uh, on bass. And oh my god, yeah. I mean, talk about the rhythm section from hell! Wow. I mean, they were just amazing. Um, and you're getting some good players coming out and jamming too. Every week, I get some of the best musicians in Atlanta. Yeah. Now you don't have to put that. To, you're not putting those rhythm sections together. I do. It? I put it. together oh, do every together. week. Okay. I call. I call up my buddies, and you know, when I run out of people that I know personally, I start asking my friends. I'm like, right. Hey, who would you who like got? to play with? Yeah. You know, who do you know that I don't right. know? Um, which is really cool because the Atlanta music scene's a lot smaller than people right. realize. Um, and everybody yeah. knows everybody through somebody. Right. Well, so. I mean, the good thing is there's a ton of musicians, but everybody kind of knows each other. Yeah. Know? So that's the... I know you had Big Red playing with you for a little while, too, right? Love that guy. Yeah, yeah. Love him. Love him, love him. I actually... Had, I need to call him. I want to get him back out for another Monday yeah. night. Yeah. Should, well, he, well he's, he kept calling me about coming out, you know. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm going to try to make it. You know, of course I... Oh, dude. Red's the greatest. Yeah. He actually toured with me for a while. He was, Did he? he? Yeah, he was one of my bass players for <clears throat> about a month and a half. He's a trip, huh? He's still one of my uh, one of my first call guys when I need yeah. a backup, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, he's great. Love him to death, man. You got one more question before we hear another tune? Just well, your, I your thought, good one? No, I got... I, well, I got a bunch of things. Well, I just... No, I, I wanted to comment that you've had a few... Uh, Nice opening gigs. I've noticed some of the bands you've been connected to, Government Mule, and uh, well, no. that that was you know the Government Mule thing was opening at a festival. It wasn't like okay, us so and Government okay, Mule and Bill. You know, um, people like when they're writing. And, and uh, Tim's a friend, actually. Okay, oh cool. I've known uh, I've known He's Tim for about six years. Player, yeah. Huh? Um, I actually I'm trying to get him down for one of the jams. No, oh, cool. So they uh, the last time Dave Matthews played here, I guess at yeah. the Dome or whatever. Why, does he live local? Or? No, no, no. Tim's out of Arizona. Okay, but but the was, last time he I was here, he was local, I thought he was an Atlanta guy. No, no, not at no? all. He's he he when he was hanging out with Dave Matthews, he was living in uh, I can't ever remember this. Not Charlotte. Maybe it is Charlotte. 
wherever Dave Matthews is Oh, from. Charlottesville? Is it Charlottesville, Yeah, Charlottesville, Virginia. Virginia. That's yeah. right. It's Charlottesville. That's, see, that's yeah, why I always get right. confused. Yeah. Um, but when he was there, he was living in North Carolina, but okay. he moved out to Arizona. And okay. as, I, as I understand it right now, he's still living in Arizona. Okay. But the last time Dave Matthews was playing here, he's touring with Dave Matthews, and he's been doing all these little side shows. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, Dave will play, and then he'll go play some other place later on that night. Yeah. And um, last time he was here... You know, I was like, I was like, why don't you come out and do my jam? And he's like, man, I'd love to, but you know, I can't. Ah, so, well, actually, that'd be I nice. Didn't get a chance to talk to him. I talked to his tour manager. Fluffy. Does he does he play electric at all? Yeah, he the does. band that he's touring with, the TR Three, is is an electric band. Okay, because yeah. for whatever reason, I've only seen him play acoustic. So, and yeah. he's ridiculous. Yeah, he's, that's, that's he's what he's known sick, for. I guess. Man. Yeah, I think I I think that it's all instrumental music. I don't think that anybody's singing. Okay. So, but cool. it's it's sick stuff. All right, well let's cool. let's uh, let's hear some music. Yeah, let's hear another cool. song, hear song, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and kind of tell people how they can uh, find you online, find you online, and, and find you in person. Okay, and well stalk uh, you. This one, this song is actually it's called "Thank You" and it's on Snake Oil. Oh yeah, it's and, the first uh, song on the MySpace. Yeah, page, right? yeah, and yeah. it's uh, I actually I wrote this song. It's it's kind of about my ex wife, and it's kind of about a bunch of other girlfriends and stuff all too. Mashed together, yeah, all mashed together. It's funny when she heard it, she was like, she's like, I didn't kick you out. <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't kick you in the nuts. <laughs> I never did that. This isn't about you. <laughs> yeah, it, and and I told her I was like I was like well you know because I had told her before that it was about her and, yeah. and I was like but it's it's not a bad song. This, the idea of the song is that you know. Uh, she kicked me out, and now we're both in better places. Gotcha. You know that right. good things have happened because of it. So that's kind of what the song's about. And it was really funny because the first time she heard it, she was like, "I didn't kick you out. That's not true." Was <laughs> like, well, the best right. you know, to save yourself, you just say, "You know, you inspired this." Right, right. Inspired. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't, but don't, doesn't everybody kind of creep in your mind when you start right when stu- you know what I mean? Like so yeah. many, it all it always becomes an amalgamation. Yeah. I feel like. Well, I mean, all of my songs are about personal experiences in some way or another. Right. So. Yeah. Um, That's the easiest way to do it, I guess. Yeah. Well, you write about what you know about. Exactly. Yeah, write exactly. what you know. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, so I'll thank it. you. Do it. There's only one thing that I have left to say. There's only one thing. I'll be on my way Girl, it just hit me And it brightened up my day I thought I'd share This happy little thing Thought I could give to you The sweetness with a stand Put me out. Wanna thank you for 
for setting me down. Honey, I want to thank you for giving me freedom. You take all of those heavy chains. I don't need them anymore. That's a I great thought, tune. Yeah, I was what? wondering. Actually, I, I had thought that you might play that song when you came in here. Yeah. yeah it translates well, I think. It does translate it well acoustic. The first time I ever tried it, I was scared to death because I was like, God, that's, this is not going to work acoustic. But it, it actually, it's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. it does. Like it. Yeah, it still has that killer groove. Do you know Gib Droll at all? I do, actually. I yeah. met Gib um, when he was playing at Jake's Roadhouse, when it was still called the Roadhouse before yeah. it was the Toad House. Uh, he was doing one of those Dunham's, those live Dunham oh, shows. Yeah, yeah. and uh, oh, yeah, I met man. him years and Jeff, years Jeff ago. Jeff Dunham, yeah, yeah. Um, and then actually, didn't uh, they take that show to the Brandy House after for a while? Yeah, too? yeah. Well, it was at the Brandy House first, oh, first, okay. and then it moved to Jake's. Right, and then right. after Jake's went a little squirrely, they were on Sundays uh, in the afternoon at Smith's. Oh yeah, oh. and they did that for about a month. That's right. Before the show went off the air. Now Jeff Dunham isn't even in town anymore, is he? Uh, he's down oh. in Florida somewhere now. Yeah, yeah. No. I, I think he's still on the air. Send them an email. Yeah, but I think we talked about this. That you have a little bit of a kind of gib on his earlier couple albums. Had yeah, we were talking about your music. flavor. Yeah. Oh really? Yeah. I, I, I can hear it's that been so long. Like the, the last two time albums. I saw Gib, yeah, he um he was playing with Keller Williams, Jeff Sipe, and Mosley. Well, he's I can't remember his first so, name. I mean, he changed a lot. Well, he was with uh, um, Broussard, Mark Broussard for a little while. Too. I did not know that. Yeah, he played on that his, makes uh, sense actually. His, yeah. uh, the album with the song "Home." Mark know. Broussard's awesome. Yeah, he's great too. Yeah, I know. We better be careful because we're going to start going. <laughs> but but you do have a yeah. you do have a little bit of a, a Gib thing going on there, oh, and, cool. and he's you know. When I first moved here, that was the thing. Every time he was at Smith's, he would do like a weekend at Smith's every time, and I'd be there Friday, Saturday night every time. Yeah. Huh. Getting loaded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I hate to uh, cut our fun here, but I'm going to have to be the guy to say, no, we're we going to have do. to get out of here. So thanks again for coming in. Oh, Big thanks time. for having I really me. appreciate and, uh, it. Anytime. It was well, we got a lot of other stuff to still talk about, so I'll well, have to whatever. get you back in sometime. Yeah, anytime you want to come, come back, back in and uh, you got something new to promote or whatever, cool. come on back. Well, and hopefully I'll be doing a DVD soon. I, I, oh, cool. I'm trying, oh, yeah. trying to make that happen, but it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a little more complicated right now than right. I want it to be. So the best way for people to find you is uh, www.lefty-music.com. Okay, and is then it dash or is that the underscore? It's dash. It's, yeah. it's lefty dash music. The MySpace is lefty, is lefty underscore. underscore music. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. I'm Lefty yeah. Williams on Twitter. Well, we'll have a bunch of those links on our website, yeah. so you can check that out. And then if you uh, want to send a message to Brian and I oh, and the do. and the Two Faces Radio Podcast family. <clears throat> Which is us, basically. <laughs> you, me. Please contact us at twofacesradio at gmail.com. That's T W O, facesradio at gmail.com. Tell us anything you want, anything uh, you'd like us to discuss, anybody you want us to get on the show. Throw, us, throw us some things you want to hear us talk about. That's right. We'll talk about anything. Well, <laughs> um, for Brian over there and uh, Ira over there and Jason <laughs> and uh, myself, what we always like to say is save, save it for, it for the, the show. show. Thank you.